0: Hello, and welcome to You Are Not Alone. You Are Not Alone is a 1v1 horror actual play podcast. I'm Blaine, your host and RPG-loving friend. Before we get started, if you like the podcast, please consider rating and reviewing us on whatever podcatcher you use. It really helps other folks find us. If you'd like to be a guest, recommend a game, or just say hi, you can find me on Twitter at notalone underscore horror, or email me at youarenotalonepod at gmail at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. We had some delays for this episode, but the timing worked out quite well. If you are listening to this episode the day it releases, October 11th, Haunted Hill Academy is on Kickstarter. You can head over there today and back this incredible game. It is a really amazing Powered by Fate game, and you will want a copy of it for your collection. Last episode, Damian Ashforth IV navigated both the forbidden wing of Haunted Hill Academy and the equally as dangerous lunchroom. After impressing, or at least intriguing, his crush Marigold in their local mythology class, Damien decided to sit with her at lunch and talk about poetry. Byron, one of the other legacies at Haunted Hill, seemed incredibly upset, but Damien couldn't quite put his finger on why. When Damien went to talk to Byron later in the day to try and figure it out, he saw Marigold sneaking into the Forbidden Wing. With a new sword emblazoned with his family crest, Damien needs to find out what the evil thing in the Forbidden Wing is and find Marigold. With all that out of the way, let's
1: jump in. You see Marigold looking around to see if anyone can see her as she is attempting to cross over... A very precarious barrier, if you can even call it that. The thing that separates students from the Forbidden Wing, which is an open archway with stairs leading down, the only thing that separates people is two metal stanchions and a velvet rope and a sign hanging from the rope that says, Forbidden Wing, please do not enter. And she is stepping over that velvet rope. And she is mid step when she catches your eye with a deer in the headlight kind of look. You are the only one aware that she is heading into the Forbidden Wing in this moment.
0: I, I love that it's just like a, a, a velvet cord and a sign.
2: Because,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, obviously 15 year olds are going to listen to the sign that says, please don't enter. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it says please. It's like they want you to go in.
0: So I think that like, they like the f- kind of first thing. Like as she's trying to sneak in, and like we lock eyes. I think that like, for a moment, Damien doesn't remember his interaction with his grandfather. Um, like he's thinking about about marigold uh and not wanting to like get on her bad side Hmm. so i think he kind of like makes a hand motion that like assures her that he's not going to tell anyone what she's doing yeah like your secret is safe with me just like waving her in
1: cool and okay
0: and then i think it's like like seconds later after she's managed to sneak in that he's like oh shit there's something dangerous in the forbidden wing <laughs> and so like i think he follows her but i don't think that they're like physically together when they enter like he lets her go in and then is like oh like i need to i need to like make sure she's okay
1: yeah let me ask you: Have you actually seen Marigold since entering?
0: I feel like it's probably more interesting to say no.
1: Yeah, I'm good with that.
0: I think that, like, uh, like what is kind of pushing me forward is as much like, uh, like, a secondary plaguing question has come up where, like. I want to know what the dangerous thing in the forbidden wing is, but like also where is Marigold?
1: Cool. I think we need to add that as an aspect under your notes. So where is Marigold? All right. Yeah. Cool. I gotta be honest. I now uh, feel a little bit better about Damien. Cause when he had someone that was actively with him a moment ago, and now he's fixing his hair, I was like, Damien, get it together, man. <laughs> Uh, how dare you but like if it's someone he doesn't even know where she is I feel a little bit better
0: yeah <laughs> it's not like he has abandoned her somewhere else in the forbidden wing and is now just tending to his hair mm-hmm. and it's also almost like a little bit endearing like he's like I don't want to be all disheveled if I find her
1: yeah like I want I want to look my best for her it's cute Okay, so... So you said there's three tunnels? (laughs) Yes, of course there are. I
0: guess, knowing what we know now, I feel like the first thing he would do is kind of like, not like yell, but try to like, somewhat loudly say Marigold's name, like at the mouth of each tunnel to see if there's any response, like tempering nervousness of like trying to find her with also not wanting to get caught in the forbidden wing Mm-hmm. Um, and see if that points him in a direction.
1: Okay. I am going to compel what is the dangerous thing in the forbidden wing. Okay. I am going to offer you a fate point to say that in yelling, not yelling, as you said, but in saying Marigold's name loud enough through the tunnels to cause an echo you awaken something dangerous.
0: I mean, I have to take that faith point. Please do. (laughs) That kind of, that kind of compelling argument.
1: Cool. So here's what happens. You say Marigold's name at the mouth of each of these three tunnels. You don't hear anything back except the echo of your own voice. And as you're standing there, Assessing what this means. You do start to hear something. From all three tunnels, you hear this rushing sound like water. No, like like a uh, it's like there's a quake of some kind and or maybe maybe it's more like the sound of like a rushing train in a subway tunnel. You hear. Something moving very fast from the end of each of these tunnels toward you. Something very big and something that is moving quickly down these tunnels with ease. There's a rumbling and a whooshing. What do you do?
0: I think that like... There's a part of Damien that wants to feel brave. But there is also a part of Damien that is terrified. Yeah, And so I think what he does is like moves behind one of the stacks of boxes. But also draws his
1: sword. That feels spot on for Reluctant Sword Wielder.
0: And just waits to see what comes out of the tunnel.
1: Okay, give me a role to remain unseen while you do this. What identity are you using?
0: Um, that is a good question. Mm Mm-hmm. I think I can rule out cadet legacy and star. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe I, I might make a pitch here for nerd. I was thinking nerd. This uh, feels right. I'm trying to, like, it's less about hiding and more about just, like, figuring out the best place to stand that is out of the sight of these cave entrances.
1: Yeah. It's about information gathering, right? Uh, I will say this is a dangerous situation with high stakes. This is difficulty two. All right. Oh poor Damien! Oh Damien!
0: Uh, I mean, it's not the it's not the worst thing it could be. What did he get? You got a zero.
1: Okay, it's not the worst thing.
0: It's the second to worst
1: thing. It is the second to worst thing, which honestly, very pandemic vibes. Okay, so we've got the second to worst thing, which means you are not going to remain unseen here. What what feels more in keeping with this failure to you? Do you think failure here means that you are seen? Or do you think failure means that you do not see what this thing is, but you do remain hidden?
0: I think it is being seen. Because I feel like uh, like we've been establishing that Damien does like to be the center of attention. Mm-hmm. So I like the idea that like he's just very bad at hiding.
1: Cool. So Damien, as you are trying to look from behind these boxes, you see three different shadowy shapes move very close to you very quickly. They come rocketing out of these tunnels and up the cave walls and toward the ceiling. These things are moving around this room rapidly and spiraling around. They slow, but it takes them a long time to lose their momentum. You are just watching them for a while. As they dance around these cave walls, these things are huge. You probably can't accurately estimate these things because they are moving so fast and so wildly. Sometimes you want to say they're 10 feet or 20 feet long, but you're not sure how much of that is exaggeration in the moment. They're huge and thick. They're, they're serpent-like. They're maybe gray or brown or black. Uh, for the first time, you never saw the Serpent of gray tooth up close and personal. For the first time, these things finally slow down, and in the dancing light of your lantern, the only light source here, you can finally see one of these things. And I'd like to ask you, what is the defining feature of these things that they all have in common?
0: i oh, I think
1: this being the room with the
0: swords and everything in it. I think that all three of them have have like shadowy faces that look like my ancestors.
1: Oh, oh, no, that's really good. That's terrifying and really good. In a specific way or like in a shifting between different ancestors kind of way?
0: Uh, I think I like shifting between them.
1: Yeah, like their faces are constantly morphing and sometimes they look specifically like ancestors you recognize. And sometimes they're just in flux to the next one.
0: Yeah, that is uh, super unsettling. Awesome.
1: As they slow, these big snake-like figures with these weird, shadowy, sometimes human faces, one of them looks directly at you, followed by the other two. What face do all three of them take on as they look at you? I think it's either your grandfather or your father.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely... I like... You know, I I think it's my father.
1: Yeah. That feels right. You see your father's face much larger than it has any right being three times in front of you as these things move toward you. They are not darting the way they were, but they are moving at a very steady pace and they are maintaining eye contact and they are moving the three of them as one unit, almost. Damien, what are you feeling right now?
0: Oh, so many things.
1: Yeah, I, okay, let's talk about it.
0: Uh, I, <laughs> uh, Well, obviously fear. Okay,
1: okay, that's a good place to start.
0: But I think even more than fear, like, there is this sort of, like, growing sense of like anger and resentment ooh yeah of like I didn't want to come to this place and all of this shit is happening. hmm and like now I like I'm looking for this girl that I have a crush on and trying to figure out like the weird shit that my grandfather warned me about like I just I don't want to be here. And this is the face of the person that made me come here.
1: I think before anything else happens, you're probably experiencing a shift in your identities. I think Rebel is going up and Legacy is going down. Do you agree?
0: Yeah, that that feels fair. Despite the fact that this is probably something uh, where Legacy could apply, and I don't necessarily want it to go down in this moment.
1: I appreciate your honesty. You, I, I want to point out, just for future reference, when we agree that the shift is happening, you can still defend against the shift to stop it.
0: Yeah, I don't think that feels like something I, I want no. to do.
1: I agree with you. I just want to point it out. But, okay. So, because that was beautiful, man. Like you, I really think he is experiencing all that anger and frustration and this desire to rebel. So what happens with all that feeling how does that come out i think
0: that in a moment of uh like especially with rebel going up in this moment of like foolish bravery mm-hmm. damien kind of i don't think he steps for. i don't think he's brave enough to like step forward no but like he kind of like puffs up his chest mm-hmm. and he's like, I I already I agreed to come here. What more do you want from me? And he just like not even like as an attack, but just like throws the sword with the family crest like at the things.
1: Yeah, it's not even an attack. It's mostly like a a relinquishing.
0: Yeah, just just tossing it, like probably aiming for their feet.
1: Yeah, literally tossing your sword at their feet. Okay. Oof, this is a lot. Yeah, I think this is a role here. I think this is rebel. And I think this is high stakes. I think this is dangerous. Yeah. I don't think the action you're doing is inherently difficult, so I think this is difficulty three.
0: Let's see how this goes. Uh, So that is a positive one. Okay. So with Rebel, that's a plus three. I think um, this also feels like an appropriate time to invoke Begrudging Wielder. Yeah. Yeah. Just throwing it at at their feet, um, kind of leaning more into the begrudging than the wielder at this point.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree with that.
0: So that would be a five.
1: So a total success, yeah. Yeah, the face on this thing changes, I think, on these three different beings. I don't think this is the face of your father anymore. This isn't a face of judgment. This is a face of sympathy. Would this be your grandfather or someone else?
0: I think it would be my grandfather. It feels like that is a, is a relate like a strong relationship in or a positive relationship in Damien's life as
1: opposed to his relationship with his father. Okay. This very large face on one of these things, I think now that you see it, you realize that the face of each of these creatures is about as tall as you are. So these are six foot tall faces. This creature comes up to you, the face of your grandfather wavering on its form. And it speaks to you with a very strange voice that warbles with discordant chords, but does seem to make sounds that you recognize. It doesn't sound like your grandfather's voice at all, but it does say to you, I, I, I don't want anything of you.
0: And I think... Like all all of all of this over kind of overwhelming like between his grandfather who you know, who he is close to like being hurt and probably still not in the best shape and like all of ev everything kind of like hits Damien at that moment and I don't think he says anything in response to that, but I think he kind of like drops to his knees and starts to sob.
1: Mm-hmm yeah yeah so as damien is sobbing there i am going to compel where is marigold to say that this is a moment where damien could really you know have a breakthrough an emotional breakthrough move something in his life and i think Damien's the kind of guy who's going to put that off and dry his tears and try and go and rescue someone to feel better about himself. Do you agree? I
0: th- I think that's fair.
1: Yeah. So I think at this moment, Damien will get up and go and be the hero instead of actually coming to terms with his own stuff. Yeah,
0: I think that is definitely fair. And I don't think he takes the sword uh, with him again. I think he uh, he kind of just leaves that, maybe with the shadow figures kind of looking at it. Um, and he picks up his lantern, and I think is like, "All right, well, like she didn't respond at any of the like cave mouths, so it's probably not this room." And so he kind of goes back through the door into the hallway.
1: Do you do any kind of engagement with these shadow figures currently wearing your grandfather's face, or do you just completely ignore them now?
0: I think with like with this sense of like I need to find Amara gold, I don't think I do like i think I think it it would be too much for Damien to try to interact with them,
1: yeah,
0: I think he just needs to like if if this is his course. He needs to stay with it.
1: I think that your total desire to not engage with your past and how it, you know, affects who you are right now means that legacy needs to move down one more time. And I think rebel moves up.
0: That makes sense.
1: Yeah. I I think that's fair. Okay. Man, I went from a three legacy to a zero and a three rebel. I'm going to be the best punk rock singer of all time. Yeah, but maybe not. Like, your star is still one. <laughs> it's true. I mean, that's, it's punk rock. Like, I don't...
0: I feel like Rebel is more important than star to become a punk rock singer.
1: Eh, we could debate, but...
0: <laughs> so yeah, I think, uh, like, I pick up the lantern and just walk out into the hallway and go to the next door.
1: Okay, so we're going for the middle door. Are we going left or right?
0: Uh, let's go left. Okay. I feel like left, right, left, right is our pattern here. That feels right. Why, why, why disrupt it? <laughs> Although, I mean, I guess I'm a rebel now, so maybe I should go.
2: With
0: <laughs> no, we'll go with the left door.
1: <laughs> cool. And as you approach this door, what, what is going through your mind most of all?
0: I think, I mean, I think now it's just, it's Marigold. Like, I think he is, again, like, he needs some kind of, like, mental reassurance in compelling him to go forward. So I think he's, like, thinking about the, like, moment they caught eyes in the classroom um, in Professor Ivy's classroom and, like, the little bit of a smile that, that Marigold gave him. I think that is like, that is the picture in his mind as he goes into this room.
1: Mm hmm. Okay. I. Hmm. How do we want to do this? As you walk in and you are thinking of Marigold and thinking of that moment you shared with her, you open this door and. This is a lit room. This is the first room that you've walked into that has light in it. There is a fire burning in a fireplace and there's nice dark wood floors and uh, a rug on it and some really nice, if old and a bit dusty furniture. There are floor-to-ceiling bookshelves in this room. This room has pretty tall ceilings, like about 12 feet tall, on uh, these big floor-to-ceiling bookshelves. And it's just this really comfortable room. This room has an aspect on it that we can keep track of in your notes. The aspect is, I could stay here forever. That checks out. <laughs>
0: I'm sure that won't get compelled at all.
1: No, of course not.
0: Are there any other exits out of this room?
1: No, just the one behind you.
0: So I think the first thing I would do is kind of just start looking around the room to see if there are any signs of like Marigold having been here. She had a little bit of a head start on me, so I don't know like
1: where she's been. Yeah. I think without rolling immediately, something that catches your eye is the book of poems that you saw Marigold reading earlier is on a coffee table.
0: Uh, uh, So I I would immediately pick that up because I don't know if that means that she was here, but it seems like that probably means she was here and that seems like something she wouldn't want to leave behind
1: yeah uh what are you doing with the lantern? by the way? Are you still holding it?
0: Um, I think that when I go over to pick up the book, I would probably set it on the coffee table mm-hmm. and pick the book up and like, I think I mean, based on the aspect that we have in this room, mhm, I think that there is a moment where like, I think that Damien opens up the book and, like, looks at one of the poems.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. What catches Damien's eye about this particular poem? That is a great question. (laughs) We know that the previous poem that really, you know, resonated that we heard was the one that had the... Two eight-line stanzas, five words, ended in Y, 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 Y. Is this one also compelling and dark, or does it take a different connection?
0: I think – oh, I think I know. I think that there is in the poem – maybe it's the last line of the poem um, – there is the line, there is a dangerous thing in the forbidden wing. Uh, The exact words that my grandfather had said to me.
1: Yeah. And as you read that last line, there is a dangerous thing in the forbidden wing. You hear a voice behind you say, Um, excuse me. That's mine. As you turn around, you see a girl who looks a lot like Marigold, but different little differences. Her eyes are a different color. She wears her hair a little bit differently. Her face is maybe a little longer. But there's a strong resemblance.
0: And I think that, like, Damien is kind of, uh, like, befuddled at first. Um, and he's like, oh, oh, I'm sorry, I thought this belonged to a friend of mine.
1: Oh no, that that's okay. You can read it if you want, um, but I just thought you should know it's mine. It's uh, the the
0: poem I just read is uh, it's it's good. I I was just wondering, um, you wrote there's a dangerous thing in the forbidden wing.
1: Yeah. What do you, uh, what do you mean? She looks at you and she smiles and she sits down in a chair and invites you to sit down. Do you sit?
0: I, yeah, I mean, I, I think I do. Yeah. This feels too weird. (laughs) Not to like, at least engage for a moment.
1: Yeah, she looks at you and she says, there are lots of different kinds of dangerous things. Some things are dangerous, but useful. And some things are dangerous and not useful. They're just dangerous, right? And she gestures to the fireplace and she says, fire is a dangerous thing in the Forbidden Wing. But it is useful. It can get rid of much more dangerous things. I guess that is true. But there are other dangerous things, things that make us feel things we don't want to feel.
0: <laughs> I I think Damien definitely like squirms at that. Particularly after the last room?
1: hmm This person, her eyes seem to gleam at you as you squirm. She says, I think the interesting thing about danger is you can never escape dangerous things. You can only choose which one you will align yourself with. She leans forward and very pointedly says, Damien, it's time for you to choose. Will you choose the light or the shadow? Will you choose fire and knowledge or will you choose the unknown? What does Damien say or feel in this moment?
0: Ah, uh, I think he's very confused. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, Damien's not like brilliant, but I don't think Damien's like a, a complete dum dum either. Um, and I think like he he enough to know that like. Whatever this is is weird, yeah, and not not quite right. Even if he can't quite place it, um, and so he says, "Which one will take me to Marigold?"
1: Oh, what a move! What a line! ha oh, this is absolutely a roll. This is 100% I mean, a hundred percent a roll. I mean, yeah. Um, actually. I think, like, that that total superseding of uh, a structure put in front of you, I'm wondering if we've unlocked part of Damien's personality just now. I think we may have unlocked a new identity for Damien. Does that feel true to you?
0: I like that. I think that, like, he is finally, like, for the first time probably ever in his life as a spoiled rich kid, like, putting someone else before him.
1: Yeah. So I, I think a couple different identities are coming to mind for me. Hero feels possible. Um, lover, I'm not trying to put too much pressure on him and <laughs> Mary Gold's relationship, but like that, I, that iconic idea of like the lovers, the Romeo and Juliet, um, the lovers in tarot, like that's kind of where my mind's going. Yeah. Do either of those resonate? Do you feel a different one coming up?
0: I feel, I mean, I feel like hero makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Uh just because like particularly like even though he threw it away like just the like him grabbing the sword and everything. Um and now like doing whatever he can to rescue Marigold. Like hero feels right to me.
1: Cool. So we're going to unlock hero so you can add hero to your identities. All right. Uh and we can I think hero is going to shift up here because that feels important as well. What do you think is shifting down? I almost want to say rebel because it feels like that part of you that's a rebel is becoming a hero.
0: Yeah, I think that uh, that is a good. I think that makes a lot of sense. Cool. Perfect. So that takes rebel down to two and hero up to
1: one. So this girl looks at you and utter contempt utter into utter contempt enters into her face and she her face sours her eyes narrow and she says maybe you misunderstood me you have a choice to make why would you say her name right now
0: because that that's why i'm here
1: no 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 it's not that is not why you're here you are not here because of marigold don't you dare lie to me i I'm,
0: I'm i'm not lying i there are so many reasons i thought i was here but it's not it's not any of them. It's not my father. It's not the weird thing that my grandfather said to me. It is. It's Marigold.
1: This person gets up and walks away from you, arms crossed, and then turns to you from across the room and says, no, no, you're wrong. You're you're lying. You You have other things that draw you here. You are here to know the truth. You want the truth. You want to know. Her voice sounds desperate.
0: I, I
1: do. Her face brightens when you say that. Want to know. And she takes a step toward you. I want to know
0: the truth of where marigold is right now
1: cool i think this is a roll feels right i think this is a roll with hero and uh for the first time i'm going to provide active opposition for this other force so i will roll as well
0: excellent what could go wrong <laughs>
1: Alright. Oh, that's not great. Okay. I have a three.
0: I have a zero right now.
1: Okay. Should we spend some fate points and invokes?
0: That is uh, what I am looking at. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Looks like we have one free invoke free on She's Intrigued.
0: I I I feel like that is something like almost the, like inverting it, where like the fact that she's intrigued, I think, is something that like is spurring spurring Damien on. Mm-hmm. So that puts me at a two. And then
1: this is where it gets interesting.
0: Yeah. I think maybe. Like, I don't, I don't feel like this is a moment where my core belief
1: feels good to use. I agree with that. It would feel bad. It could feel appropriate to the character, but it would feel bad.
0: Yeah, it is not. Especially with the shift that Damien just went through
1: it wouldn't feel like that feels more like a shift toward villain at that point to be like, I deserve her. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I think maybe my plaguing question, uh, what is the dangerous thing in the forbidden wing more now about like, not the specific thing that my grandfather was talking about, but like, what are the dangers here that are facing Marigold? Yeah. That I need to overcome to save her. Yeah. So that would put me up to a four.
1: Okay. Then that would be a success. So I think with that in mind, this girl in front of you is getting increasingly upset as she looks at you. What is the last thing you said to her?
0: I want to know the truth of where Marigold is.
1: Yeah. uh, She is very angry and upset. And she says, no, no, no. People come here and they make a choice and they make a deal like your father and your grandfather. They do not go looking for people and they do not bring it upon themselves to save people (sighs) if you did know where she was do you really think you could do anything about it do you really want to know where she is if you cannot save her because I assure you you cannot
0: and I, I think like for the first time, like Damien actually like he stands up and he steps towards this girl. Mm-hmm. And he says, "I am not my father, and I am not my grandfather. And even if I can't save her, I have to at least try.
1: Awesome. I think that's a really beautiful moment. I don't think there's a role there. I do, however, think you and I need to make a decision right now. Where do you think Marigold is? I have a thought on this, but I'd like to hear yours first. That is a good question. I can give you my pitch if you like.
0: Uh, yeah, give me your pitch, because I'm having a hard time not imagining her being in this room, like, looking for for this book.
1: I think she was in this room, and I think she was looking for this book, and I think she is in this book.
0: Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot.
1: <laughs> cool. So... Here's what I think happens. I think this girl comes up to you smiling devilishly and opens the book of poems to a page where Marigold is trapped. I would like to ask you what that looks like.
0: Oh, that's... I think... I think that it looks like a like small but very realistic sketch. Mm-hmm. That's, like, moving across the page. Yeah. And, like, Marigold is, like, pacing around almost like the page is a room unto itself. And I think that there is, like, a, I don't, I maybe this is something that I'll, I, like, potentially leave up to you. Mm. But I think that maybe there's something following her.
1: Oh, I like that. I like that a lot.
0: In the sketch.
1: Yeah. And I think as you're maybe just about to see what this thing that's following her is, the book is snapped shut by the girl in front of you. And she is, I think your hand is still on this book, but she is trying to take the book from you in this moment.
0: And I think... I mean not really knowing any, any better way. And I think in like a desperate hope that this will work. I think that Damien says to this this girl, You're you're right. Whoa. <laughs> there are some things that are dangerous but useful. Ooh. And he tries to rip the book out of her hand and throw it in the fire.
2: <gasps> okay.
1: <sighs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, this is dangerous. This is high stakes. This is difficult. This is very difficult, I would say. So I think this has to be difficulty five. And I think failure by three or more could mean never seeing Marigold again. Okay. Okay. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm nervous. I'm not even rolling. (laughs) I'm not the one playing this game, but I'm nervous.
0: I, it is uh, like, I don't, I don't love it, but it also feels like the only thing that like Damien could think of.
1: Oh god. I feel you. I feel you. Oh, Damien. Oh, Damien. What you gonna do? Oh god. Okay. What, what is Damien rolling with here?
0: I, I mean, in this moment, mostly because it's also my highest identity.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. I kind of want to, like, I am standing up to this authority and trying to thwart it. Yeah. So I think that I want to try to roll with a rebel, if that's possible.
1: Oh, I agree completely. This feels way more like rebel than hero. <laughs>
0: um. So that's where we start. Yeah. Oh, God
1: those dice
0: before i before i start thinking about invokes uh i'm gonna switch to a different set of dice because these dice have not been uh, they've been better than the first set but not substantially so all right here's a fresh new set of dice come on So we're at a two. Okay. Okay. With rebel that takes us to a four.
1: Oh my God. Okay. Okay. So we are failing, but we're not, it's not a two against a five. So we're good.
0: Yeah. Um, I think all of my positive unlocks are used. So this is a fate point situation.
1: All mm-hmm.
0: All right. I think this is a moment where I feel better about invoking my core belief. Mm. Um Yeah. Because what I want right now is just Marigold to be safe. Yeah. So I will spend a fate point to invoke that, uh, which takes you to a six.
1: Yeah. <sighs> That's really good. You throw this book in the fire and this girl reaches for it too late. Like you pull it from her hand, you throw it into the fire. She dives toward the fire. Her hands are catching fire. But by that point, her feet are already being unwritten from existence as if someone is erasing her slowly. And as she's being erased, in front of the fireplace as if she's being sketched into existence is Marigold. And you watch as one of these girls is unwritten and the other is written into reality in front of you as this book of poetry burns. And
0: I think that like in a sort of like more, more chaste way. Like I think the second he sees Marigold being rewritten, Damien like runs over and just hugs her.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think the two of you share a nice hug of just two (laughs) kids, like having wandered into some weird stuff that's way over their heads and just pulling at all the right and wrong heartstrings and just having a hug and having nice human contact together. And We kind of fast forward through the rest. The two of you find your way out of the Forbidden Wing. You go your separate ways that evening. You sleep in the dorms as if nothing crazy had happened. But so many questions lie ahead for Damien. So many questions that for now will have to go unanswered. And that is where we leave our story.
0: Oh, that was so good. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Damien.
1: Oh, (laughs) Damien.
0: I will say that I started out not necessarily liking Damien a whole lot, Uh, but I like where his character went a whole lot.
1: I agree. It's always so much fun to be the guide for this game because there were so many points where I thought I knew where the story was going, but I just it's always fun to give open-ended possibilities and see what happens. And Damien frequently surprised me in really cool <sighs> ways.
0: Yeah, that was... I did not... I, I did not expect... Like, really, the, like, back half of that adventure was all just um, really wonderful little discoveries about how, uh, how this terrible Damien Ashforth the fourth
1: <laughs>
0: um, became became a real boy
1: yeah seriously and there's so many interesting implications like the idea that hero and legacy are not connected like (laughs) yeah
0: yeah yeah it's real interesting that like he ended at a zero in his primary identity like the identity that had the most points in it at the start of the game
1: yeah yeah oh this is
0: such a good game
1: Oh, thank you so much. I'm so glad you like it. Uh, um, man, that was so much fun.
0: <laughs> I always like, I, when when I tell, like, when we tell these kinds of stories, like, I always kind of end the session in shell shock, which is like such a bad host thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I just want to sit there in all of the story. And I'm like, but no, I need to be saying things. Like, oh
1: yeah, totally.
0: <laughs> the host of this show uh, and me just sitting there, mouth agape, is not good <laughs> audio.
1: It is true. I feel that. Uh.
0: But yeah, this was uh, this was exceptional. I'm so excited that this game. Sadly, when we're recording this, it's still uh, still five months away. <laughs> but when, when people are listening to this, it will be hopefully days away.
1: Yes, yes. I do. I forgot to do my plugs at the beginning, so I'll just get them in here now. Uh, you can follow me at Jeffrey Jeffrar. That's uh, J-E-F-F-R-E-Y-J-E-F-F-R-A-W-R. You can also follow Haunted Hill Academy at Haunted Hill Acad, because Twitter only allows 15 characters for a username. And you can follow my game mastering business at criticalgrowthgames.com.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, and definitely uh, go do all the follows. And when this hits Kickstarter, uh, I can't recommend enough that listeners go and back this. Because this was such a cool, cool experience. Just everything about it hits so many great notes. Uh, But every, mechanically, it just feels so good.
1: Thank you. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, it's really cool how every moment in a game like this really feels important, and i I hope other people get to play it and, and have that experience.
0: <laughs> yeah, it does uh it is just it is the the kind of perfect balancing of like personal life and awful awful horror. <laughs> But thank you so much for, uh, for coming on and uh, running this for me.
1: Yes, thank you so much for having me. It's been nothing but a complete pleasure.
0: Thank you to Jeffrey for the really cool game and for agreeing to run it for me. And thank you to you for listening. If you've liked what you've heard, be sure to head over to Kickstarter right now, right this second to support Haunted Hill Academy. Our theme song is Everybody Knows My Name by Harley Poe. Thank you to Joe Whiteford for letting us use it. Join us on October 22nd, where I will sit down with Kyle Tam to play her awesome new game, End of the Line. Until then, remember that you are strong. You are beautiful. And you are not alone.